Hello and welcome back to Flourishing. I am your host, Fola Shola. Thank you for tuning in. So today's topic will be talking about spiritual gauge test. Now, this idea came to me early on this year, 2021, where I was really in a position, in a place where I just said to God, I, I, you know, I need to be able to have a way to measure my spiritual life. And in the same way, you go to university and you study a subject in order for them to test whether or not you've understood that subject, you have a test. And if you get a high grade, it means your understanding is great and is good of that topic. If you have a low grade, it means you've got a lot of work to do. So I was just thinking, why don't we have a test to, or why do we have something to measure where we are spiritually? Why don't we have something to allow us to assess our spiritual life? Like, you know, something that would allow us to be honest, open and really um, search ourselves so that we can, you know, um, get our thoughts on paper or get our thoughts down. And then maybe six months down the line or one year down the line, we come to it and we look at the tests that we did six months ago or a year ago. And we look at the tests we, we do six months after or a year after and we compare. Have I grown? What was my thinking then? And what is my thinking now? What have I grown in then? And what am I, what have I, how have I improved in that now? So I sat down and I started doing a few questions that, oh my goodness, has blessed me. It's really, really blessed me and has blessed and challenged other people that I have shared this test with. And I pray that it will bless you too. Now, what I'm going to do is just ask the question, you know, one by one. And if you're already sitting down, ready to kind of write these questions down and then maybe reflect on it on the answers later. I'm not really sure how you would like to do this, but I'll read the questions one by one. And um, maybe later you can go back and answer these questions um, for yourselves. Or what you can do is pause it, pause this podcast, write the questions down, think about the answers, write your answers down and just work it that way. You can do it like as that as well. So spiritual gauge test. Using these scales were indicated so we have I've done I've decided to do from zero to a hundred but if you think that's too broad you can do from um, zero to ten however I just thought <laughs> I mean most people I've spoken to said zero to ten is better for them but for me zero to a hundred is better because for me to actually mark myself 95 or mark myself um a hundred or something it you can be a little bit resistant. Um, I would have to know that I am definitely sure. However, for me personally, if I use zero to 10, I may not get that same effect. So there's some things I've marked myself as 80 on and I really have to think about it. Like, do I really feel as though I'm at this this level? And I've marked myself as 90 because that number is big and and I have to think, okay, do I really think this is where I am at this stage? So whatever works for you, you can do it as well. Um, okay, so here we go. Answer the following questions as honestly as you possibly can. On a scale of one to a hundred, 
How much do you desire to read the Holy Bible? On a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you desire to read the Holy Bible? Next question. On a scale of, a hun- on a scale of 1 to 100, do you desire to pray? On a scale of 1 to 100, do you desire to pray? On a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you desire God? On a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you desire God? On a scale of 1 to 100, how connected do you feel you are to the Holy Spirit? On a scale of 1 to 100, how connected do you feel you are to the Holy Spirit? On a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you desire to deepen in your relationship with God? On a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you feel How much do you desire to deepen in your relationship with God? I'll repeat that one again. On a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you desire to deepen in your relationship with God? On a scale of 1 to 100, how much does your heart, bracket, not your mind, close bracket, love God right now? On a scale of 1 to 100, how much does your heart, bracket, not your mind, close bracket, love God right now? On a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you want God to break your heart for what breaks his On a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you want God to break your heart for what breaks his? On a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you want God's will to be done over your will and desires? On a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you want God's will to be done over your will and desires? Okay, these next few questions are open-ended questions. If the world denies God, will you still believe and worship God? If the world denies God, will you still believe and worship God and why? Why do you worship and desire God? Why do you worship and desire God? Or why do you desire and worship God?
What are your concerns about God breaking your heart for what breaks his? What are your concerns about God breaking your heart for what breaks his? How do you feel about God's will being done in your life over your will? How do you feel about God's will being done in your life over your own will? If God wants to ask you to give up something, what is that? What is the one thing you will struggle to give up and why? If God asks, sorry, I'll repeat that again. If God wants to ask you to give up something, what is the one thing you will struggle to give up and why? How do you gauge your connection to the Holy Spirit? How do you gauge your connection to the Holy Spirit? What does it look like to you to be deepened in a relationship with God? What does it look like to you to be deepened in a relationship with God? What are the things that may prevent you from deepening in your relationship with God? What are the things that may prevent you from deepening in your relationship with God? What steps can you take to overcome the hindrances or challenges that prevent you from deepening in your relationship with God? What steps can you take to overcome the I'll just repeat that again. What steps can you take to overcome the hindrances or challenges that prevent you from deepening in your relationship with God? Okay, and finally, if you want God to do one thing in your life right now, what would that be? If you want God to do one thing in your life right now, What would that thing be? Okay, so what I want to encourage you to do in order to get the fullness of just the openness and honesty, go back on the questions if if you've missed anything out, answer them. And then proceed into this podcast because I'll just have I'll just take a few minutes now just to talk about how I found it and things like that. But I don't want my answers to influence you. 
So please do your due diligence and just go back over the questions, you know, press pause, write them down, answer them, really answer them honestly. Um, and then come back to this last few minutes of the podcast. So um, when I, you know, cr- created or had, you know, this test and I tested myself and I answered it, oh, I found it challenging. I really, it was, it opened my eyes to just be, it, it, it was a safe place for me to be honest. And this test, by the way, is just a personal thing between you and God, just for you to be able to know where you are in your relationship with him, just on paper, just to be able to see, because what I do encourage is that, I mean, I did this test in March, 2021. And what I aim to do is um, either do it at, at the end of the year or just before the year ends so that I can kind of compare what my what my um, stances are or how or see what my thoughts were in March and then see what my thoughts are in December and see how I've grown, see where my priorities have changed and things like that. And, you know, like it could be helpful for some of you. It could be unhelpful for, for some of you. Like, you know, it's just something that it's, it's just a way to assess how you're growing. And the reason why I think this is really important is, um, if you actually desire to grow spiritually, it's one thing to desire it. It's another thing to be active in putting things in place so that you can actually grow. And I found this a way to kind of put pen to paper or put my thoughts on paper to just see where I am. And I've like we one of the questions is, what are the things that is a hindrance or a challenge in deepening your relationship with God? And actually listing those things really brings out the reality of what what is hindering your relationship with God is it the fact fact that you don't you don't really prioritize you prioritize other things um you know you prioritize work or you prioritize your kids or whatever it may be then you do God so what are you how are you going to change it are you going to change it by um spending time with him in the mornings before the hecticness of the day comes or what what's happening there so i'm just trying to think which one i should kind of highlight so yeah on that particular topic so um i can give my example what does what does it look like to have a deepened deepened to be deepened in my relationship with god so my my answers was being able to ask questions and not being afraid to ask um for confirmations so I am I'm, I'm always asking God questions I'm always asking him questions about about life questions about things that I'm going through um and you know waiting for a confirmation um is is one thing I need, I need to be able to practice and I and I pray that I can get there so um consistently spending my devoted time with him not out of habit or ritual but out of a genuine desire to be able to be with him you know as as christians we know that we should spend time with god we know that we should pray we know all these things but do we actually desire to sit down and pray do we actually desire to to um spend time reading our bible there's one thing to know what you should be doing and there's another thing to desire the things that you should be doing and I actually genuinely want to desire to spend time with God. I want to desire to pray. I want to desire to commune with him. I want to desire to, um, yeah, to just have that fellowship with him. So that's what deepen, 
you know, deepening in my relationship will look like me actually genuinely desiring these things. You know, sometimes you open the Bible and you're like, I don't understand what he's saying, you know, and so you don't open it for another, you know, three, four months. But I want to desire to um, read it and pray that he would bring the revelation at the right time. So being attentive to what God is saying to me at whatever time, whatever stage I'm at, being being able to be just be ready to hear his voice and ready to hear what he's saying through his Holy Spirit. That's um, what deepening a, in a relationship with him looks like. Receiving communication from God in divine ways. Yeah, so that kind of um, ties in with the previous one, being attentive, receiving the communication. If it's just a word or if it's a sentence or if it's just him talking, just being in that position where I can be able to com- communicate and I can be able to listen attentively. Allowing the Holy Spirit to control my actions more than um, more. Um, submitting my flesh to the instructions of the Holy Spirit and obeying all that I am, um, all that I am asked to do by God and the Holy Spirit. So being in a position where our flesh can be so, oh gosh, it can lead us into things that we don't want to do. And I, the power of the Holy Spirit allows us to just put our flesh um, and into the submission of the Holy Spirit. So when our flesh is submitted under the Holy Spirit, we do things that is not uh, that is that is geared in the with the right motives. And yeah, so so deepening my relationship with God looks like me, for example, if someone upsets me and I just want to cuss them out, <laughs> submitting my um but myself to the Holy Spirit is just saying, okay, Holy Spirit, how do you want me to react to this? <laughs> Oh, so um, so it, it won't be how you naturally want to react. It will just be how you feel led to react at the time. And just to be clear, cussing someone's out is not is not love, and it wouldn't it's not fruitful, positively fruitful. So it wouldn't be the Holy Spirit leading you there. But again, this is something you have to train yourself to know what when the Spirit is leading you to do to doing certain things. <laughs> so what are the things that may prevent you from deepening in your relationship with God? Okay, mine, I thought, is my, oh gosh. Now this, right, my list here comes from, initially I just thought, when I was doing this, I just thought, oh, it's just this, my, my um, what will prevent me is this and what is that. But I really felt challenged by the Holy Spirit. And the first thing I've put here, and the reason why it just touches my heart, is my attachment to money. So what are the things that prevent you from deepening your relationship with God is my attachment to money. I think sometimes I have an in fear of not having enough. I have this worry and this concern. I don't have it anymore. I pray because I'm kind of dealing with it that I may not have enough. I may not have, um, may God might decide or oh, to tell me to give certain amount of money to someone and I don't want to, uh, or I just think that's too much, God, I don't want to do that. So, but then that's me not trusting God with everything that I am and everything that I have. At the end of the day, he's given us the positions that he's given us in order for us to allow him to use it for his glory. So if he decides, please, can you give, not even please, but give this amount to this person, our hearts should be open and willing. And I think at this time, when I did this um, assessment, I mean, I'm reflecting quite a few months now after, I really didn't feel like I was ready for that um 
Yeah. So yeah, and this fear of not having enough. God is our provider. God is my provider, and is He is your provider as well. And He will always supply all our needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And those words are from the Bible, but they they it needs to not just be words. It needs to be words that really sit in the core of who we are and we actually trust those words and they become life in us. Um, So another thing is not managing my time well, struggling to fast when I'm asked to and prioritizing other things um, apart from God. So um, from, from this, no, so not not managing my time well, oh my goodness, I'm such a busy person. I have such a busy um life you know I am a mother I am a wife I am a sister I am a daughter so I'm constantly juggling giving time to the kids giving time to my husband giving time to my family you know um you know and all of these things um and trying to make sure I'm managing all these things well and um prioritizing so how have I prioritized you know it changes you know, sometimes when you haven't had much sleep and you and the kids have been keeping you up, waking waking up at five a.m. in the morning to pray to God is not the best time. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not. The t- I'm just like I need to sleep right now. Sleep is just what's on my mind. And I think as you go through the different seasons with in your relationship with God, you come to find the groove that works for you. So for me, for for a while, I needed my sleep in the morning. End of. And I got my sleep and I found that when the kids go to school and, you know, the house is calm and quiet, that's when I can pray. That's when I can find the time. Um, and in the different seasons, it changes. And then now, actually now I do wake up. You know, all our kids are in a position where they sleep through the night. Thank you, God, for that. They sleep through the night so I can be in a position where I can wake up. I can go to bed on, on time and I can wake up on time. Therefore, I can spend time with him. And being able to prioritize um, God first has always been a challenge. Because I know I should be doing it. But I'm not doing it. And that caused me a lot of frustration. And actually recently I was saying to a friend of mine that I had to put myself in a position where I'm actually praying to God to give me a divine love, to give me the ability to love him the way I desire to love him. So I I know I should love God and I know I should be doing these things. But I just didn't have it in me. I literally didn't have it in me. So I had to put myself in a position where I just say, God, please give me the love I should have for you. You know, I want to love you, but I just can't master. I can't cultivate that in me. And over time, he's blessed me with that opportunity. My love for him grows deeper and deeper. And I really want to be able to encourage you to be in that position where you 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 are vulnerable. You know, um, if and I and we we know we know, or the the Bible tells us that God knows us by name. He knows everything about us. So for me to come to him pretending that I loved him would not have worked because it would have seen right through me so being able to be in a position where you're open and you're honest is so so key okay so I want to see if there's something I could so okay if God was to ask you to give up one thing to give up something so if God was to ask you to give up something what would that one thing be um 
and what would you struggle to give up and why? So my wipe, what, what I put down at that time is my snacks. I love snacks. I love my biscuits. I love my chocolates. Um, and my reason is just because I love food. <laughs> I literally just love food. I love to eat. I love different types of food. I like it when it's exotic and it's different and it's exciting. Um, for breakfast, I always say to my husband, what are we having for breakfast? He always says cereal. And I was like, oh, what exciting things are we having for breakfast? I just love to have different you know, exciting meals. So yeah, my snacks is the one thing I would struggle. <laughs> and that's just because of my love for food. So um, that's one thing I put down. Um, yeah, so and the last one was if you want God to do one thing. Oh, that's not the last one, I think. The last question. Oh, yes. If you want God to think, if you want God to do one thing in your life right now, what would that one thing be? So, um, so I literally put, I'll just read it. Lord, give me the full wisdom, knowledge and understanding of the Holy Spirit and allow me to operate in it a hundred percent. Now, what I understand from the Bible is that God has given us his absolutely amazing Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is here is to guide us into all truth and is literally the Holy Spirit is our power in order to, for us to live this life that we're living on this earth. And because we have the Holy Spirit as children of God, we're able to be in a position where we can function in a way that um, gives us the the ability to, to do things that we can't do in our physical, physical body. So the, the Holy Spirit empowers us. Now... At, at that time, this is actually, this was the one thing that meant so much to me. You know, I could have asked for a car. I mean, our family, we, we've grown out of the car that we have right now. We, want, we needed a bigger car. I could have asked for that. We need, a, we need a home. We need so many different materialistic things. But what I understood at the time is, God, I cannot do anything. I cannot be effective without your Holy Spirit. So this is my heart's desire. And actually, as I speak now, it is still my heart's desire to literally be fully functioning in the 100% capacity of the Holy Spirit. And yeah, it's interesting to actually go through this now, <laughs> a few months after I've done this and just kind of reflect on that. But yeah, the idea, I really pray that this spiritual gauge test will bless you. I mean, the idea is that it um, challenges us and helps us to see our development more easily. Um, and, you know, you can always reassess yourself six months down the line or a year down the line and kind of see where you've grown and what you can actually um, what you've actually worked on and what things you've put in place to um, work on it. And I think when I do my um, my retesting, I will share the questions that I would be um, doing with you and we can just do this together. This is a growth. We want we want to flourish. So this. Well, this literally covers the spiritual aspect of um, of our growth. And, you know, my prayer for all of us is that we can be aligned with what God has for us and uh, um, aligned, you know, position ourselves so that we're literally ready and and prepared to 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 hear what God has to say to us and be aligned with the plans that he has for our lives. Obviously, this test assumes that you're a believer and that you um, know God um, for yourselves. You've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. But 
if that's not the case for you, um, you can adapt. You can you can see if you, if the questions if it's if it's answerable, and then if not, just adapt it to um, what your beliefs are at the time when you listen to this. So that's fine. Um, I really hope this has been a helpful for you. I have been really vulnerable by um, expressing what I have um, found or gotten from this. And I know that by the, by the time I actually do the official assessment of my spiritual um, test, that there will be so much improvements. There's, always, there's already been changes in me since doing this. So, um, yes, I pray that you would be blessed by this test and I pray that there will be so much growth and um, development in your life in Jesus name. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate your time and I look forward to you joining me in the next episode. Take care. Goodbye.